This is Jeff Kober with another Disney at Play podcast. We are tackling a difficult issue today. When should you visit Walt Disney World in 20 or 21? It's really based on the idea or notion that for many of you, you haven't been to Walt Disney World in a number of months or maybe since last year or even longer than that. You want to come back, you don't know when. For some of you, you have a reservation. And now you're asking yourself, should I come back this summer even though I have a reservation? Should I be coming in the fall? Should, it, should I be putting it off until 2021? We can't answer that question for you, but we can provide you with tools and links and ideas to help you sort out those issues and make the best decision possible. So that's what we're doing in this podcast today. And we invite you to make sure you check out our notes page at disneyatplay.com because we do have a terrific grid for you to study plus a number of links as well. Note that uh, much of this is conjuncture. Though I have done the best I could to understand all the variables involved with deciding whether to visit Walt Disney World. So many incidents, such as maybe a major recession down the line, could factor in the months to come. But at this time, if you are a fan who wants to visit somewhere in the next two years, this is my best summation of the issues around when to come. Now, before we can even do that, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. And that is COVID-19. There has been a lot said about the large number, troubling number of rising cases in the state of Florida recently. And so looking at these numbers, looking at these headlines, you're going, well, why would I be going to Florida when the number of cases is going up so dramatically? Well, as it relates to perhaps visiting central Florida, maybe consider the following two issues. First, where is the virus? It's important that you understand where the numbers are. To see this data in real time, visit Florida's COVID-19 data and surveillance dashboard site. Again, we have that link on our website. And study that link in terms of each of the individual counties. You'll see them in different shades. And what you want to note is where are these cases coming from in the state? I think one of the important things to note is that, well, I think you want to note not just the number of cases, but particularly the number of deaths, uh, the mortality rates in each of these um, counties. And particularly, may I suggest that you pay attention to those rates in five Central Florida counties. And, and in this order, I may say, Orange, Osceola County, Polk County, Lake County, and Seminole. Why those five? Because your Walt Disney World cast members, they're coming largely from those five counties and in that order. And so, it's important for you to kind of see, well, what's going on there as opposed to the rest of the state? Because if you were to just capture 
that information right now, you would see that between those five counties right now, there are roughly about 200 deaths that have occurred from COVID-19. And mind you, one death is way too many. 200 is certainly too many. But right now, the number of deaths in Florida is well over 3,600. So if only 200 of those deaths in total have come from those five central Florida counties, where are the rest coming from? If you're not familiar with Florida, know that most of them are coming from largely um, three counties. Palm Beach, which is where West Palm Beach is, Broward County, which is where you find Coral Springs and uh, Fort Lauderdale, and then Dade County, which is where you find Miami. I think Fort Lauderdale's um, in Broward. It's either Broward or, or Dade. But that's where you're finding most of those mortalities. They're coming out of the bottom um, three counties of the state. Uh, especially Miami alone has had over a thousand deaths. Then you add the other two and you easily get into nearly 2,000 deaths just in those three counties. And that's a big difference than Central Florida. If I were the governor, I'd be drawing a boundary and, and, and creating North and South Florida just to divide that data up. But, um, but you need to kind of think about that. Now, is it possible people from Miami could come up? Yeah, absolutely. And that creates problems. Um, but notwithstanding, I think you should have a context of where the virus is. The second thing you need to look at is not just so much how many new positive cases there are, which is dramatically rising. You also need to look at the hospitalization and especially the mortality rates. Um, it's important that you uh, understand the current hospitalization and uh, mortality rates for Florida. And we're going to put up another, um, uh, and, I, and I don't mean the numbers in terms of mortalities. I'm talking about the rate of mortality. And I put up a site that shows what it is currently. But you will see as you look, particularly at the mortality rate, it has leveled between about 30 to 50 people a day. Again, way too many. But it has been about 30 to 50 people a day almost every day in the last four months. Even though there's a big spike, and it could go up as well, even when it went down, it was still 30 to 50 a day. When it went up, it was 30 to 50 a day. So what I'm trying to say here is this. The percentage, and there are different there are different perceptions of this, and I don't want to get into the politics of this, but consider that there is also a perception out there that maybe much of the state was positive all along, and that we're just now finding out how many people are positive because we're finally getting around to testing a whole lot more people. Now that said, the percentage who are positive out of those uh, that are are being tested is also going up as well. But may I suggest, if you're trying to understand COVID and its progress in the state of Florida, I think you really need to look at those two issues. Where is the virus 
in the state and hospitalization and mortality rates. Now, regardless of when you come, um, when you when you come to Florida, know that there is no substitute in the foreseeable future for social distancing. You need to stay away from people. You need to not cluster around people you are not familiar with for long lengths of time. You need to stay away from strangers at least six feet. You need to wear a mask around others. Of course, this is going to be required at Walt Disney World for the foreseeable future. So again, you have to do that washing your hands and washing and cleaning surfaces regularly and then simply making really healthy choices for yourself. Those are still critical. Uh, no matter where this goes, those are still critical things you need to be doing. Now, having set all that up, let's talk about the issues around visiting Walt Disney World. And there are a number of them. They deal with resort availability. Um, can I get a room? It we need to address resort pricing, how expensive it is. Is there free dining options available? What about ticket pricing? What about the weather? What about wearing the masks? What about COVID spread? What about crowds? What about attractions and shows that are missing? Uh, what about new attractions that might be coming over the next year or so? And then finally, we're going to talk a little bit about Disney Cruise Line. So we're going to look across four different seasons. And when I say four different seasons, these are what they are. And again, you can see this grid on our notes page. The first is summer to 2020, which is now until the second week of October. Why do I say the second week of October? Because it is hot and it's miserable until around the middle of October. And then the weather breaks and it's really, really nice. Also, between now and then, I'm sorry to say, we're also in hurricane season and that's still a possibility out there. So be aware, the first season that we're talking about is summer 2020. The second is fall 2020 until winter, through winter of 21. And when I say winter of 21, I'm saying again, fall, middle of October, all the way till about middle of February is where I'm going. Because then again, you start going off that cool temperature and start going into that perfect temperature again. And then I have a spring summer of 2021 as a category. And I say that goes until September 26. And why September 26th? Um, because after that, we go into the 50th anniversary. And so the fourth column is basically after September 26 or after October 1st until about June of 22. So I want to look at those four categories. And uh, or I want to look at all these issues against those particular seasons and help you to kind of sort through all of the issues. The first is resort availability. Well, right now in the summer of 2020, uh, unless you have a current reservation or a DVC package or something of that nature, um, there's nothing really currently available for you. Now that may change in the days and weeks to come up, up into, you know, leading again uh, to the second week of October, right? Right now, that's, that's really not availability. But again, some of you are thinking, some of you have a reservation during this time and you're asking yourself, you know, do I want to keep it? Then in the fall, 
I think that most of the hotels, there are still three that by October have not returned. The All-Star Resorts being one of them, Port Orleans being another. Um, the third, I have come back on that. Um, but I think by the time we get to the end of winter 21, most all of those resorts will probably be return, returning at some point. Um, again, by mid-February of 21. And then I would say that through spring and summer 21, those resorts will start filling up. And that after October 1st, it, they will be very full and difficult to book. Now, why do I say they're going to be very full and difficult to book? Again, I'm making the assumption that COVID does not become worse and probably even lessens in terms of its impact on Central Florida over the next year. Given that scenario, understand that management leadership at Walt Disney World has always thought that the 50th anniversary would be an incredibly huge year in terms of attendance at the parks. I think, yes, because of the economy or because of um, the tail ends, hopefully the tail ends at least, of COVID-19, there's still going to be some who don't want to book. But also in banking, there are a lot of you who didn't want to come this year and maybe even the first part of next year that want to eventually get back there. And that's going to drive you all the more to come after October 1st of 21. So I think it's going to, unless, unless COVID becomes much worse, I think it's going to become very full and very difficult to book. Now, what about the pricing? Right now, if you want the lowest price, it's right now. So if you're holding a room and you want that, and you're thinking about moving to another time later on, I assure you that when you get to the fall of winter, it will be higher if you change your res. If you go to spring and summer, it'll even be much higher. And after October 1st of 2021, it will be the highest it has ever been and will exceed if Disney can do any, they, first of all, they would have made it the highest it could have possibly been um, in October just because of it was the 50th and they could take advantage of it. But now they need to make up for income. And so one way or the other, if they're open, it's going to be the highest ever in October 1st of 21, in my view. Some of you are saying, well, what about free dining? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, by and large, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it, it's definitely not happening now or in the summer of 2020. I really do not think they want to do it in the fall or winter. I would say going into spring of 21, not at all. But perhaps some token amount in summer as it becomes hot and miserable again. And then after October 1st, definitely not. So your chances, if you're hoping that you're going to get, I'm going to wait around for free dining, I would say it's going to be slim to not free dining. Now, I will say the one good thing, if there can be anything good, about the resort pricing increasing, increasing, is if the economy goes south or if COVID gets worse or people just don't want to come, then they will turn on 
that free dining because they know they can cover it with the increase in resort cost. But but know that it's it's not likely to return in my view. This is me talking all the way through this, but I think this is how I see this. Ticket pricing, I think it's going to stay the same as it is right now, which is frustrating to some because they say, oh, yeah, we don't have the fireworks, we don't have, you know, the parades, but it's going to be what it is right now. And it will probably stay the same in fall and winter. One of the reasons I put spring um, around mid-February is not just the change of weather, but that's usually about the time late January to early March is about the time they put in a, um, a price increase. And if things go well for them, I absolutely believe they will put another price increase right before October 1st. There will be two price increases next year. I truly believe that will be the case. Um, weather. Well, let's face it. It's just hot and miserable right now. It is. It is really. Now, I say hot and miserable because you should know um, even June, in my view, is hotter than July and August. And I usually say that because you have less of these afternoon thunderstorms coming. And which tends to cool things off toward the evening and make things kind of kind of almost pleasant. Um, you don't have that a lot in June, and it's played out that way for the most part. Really strong hot weather, but also moving into July and August, you have the potential of hurricanes, and into September as well. So know that yeah, the weather is not great right now. In the fall, winter. It's going to be ideal to cooler. You get into Christmas and some days are great and some days are just cold. And the same thing in January. Some days are great, some days are cold. But then as you move from spring, summer, you go from ideal back to then summer of hot and miserable. And then after October, it'll just depend on whatever season. Um, so if, if that, and that's important because the masks are definitely going to happen this season. They're probably going to happen in the fall and winter. They may happen in spring and summer, and then probably less likely after October 1st. So if you are, if you don't like the mass thing, the time to go do the mass thing is maybe in that winter, maybe that January time frame. By then, maybe the mask thing's over, but if you had to wear a mask in January and it's a cold day, maybe that's not such a bad thing. So keep in mind, you have to factor in that issue as well. Again, the Florida COVID-19 spread high right now, but in the months, it's yet to be determined on that. How about crowds? Um, the great news, and if you've seen some of the Universal Park footage, the great news right now is that uh, the crowds are just really low at Universal. Um, I'm sure the first couple of days of cast and annual pass previews will be a little higher, but it'll table off, I think, for the rest of summer. So if you've got an, a, a reservation in late July or August, I think the thing you're actually going to like is that... Um, while there'll be some things missing, 
those favorite rides you enjoy, that big Thunder Mountain, that Pirates of the Caribbean, they're going to be fairly low. Um, and it, mind you, with Pirates, you got to space every other row. So you factor in those things, but you don't have Fast Pass. And without Fast Pass, your queue moves more consistently and it doesn't stop and start. And so I think you're going to see. I think you're going to enjoy the queue more because it will flow more. It will flow more evenly, despite the fact that they've got to ad address um, spacing on certain ride vehicles. What about attractions and shows? What's going to be missing? What? When will it be returning? Well, right now we know that there are a few shows, uh, that there are going to be very few shows, that are going to happen when the parks reopen. Um, you're going to have you're going to have some entertainment like Mariachi Cobre, but you're going to have far less than you ever had before. And you'll have no parades and you'll have no fireworks. There'll be no Fantasmic. Um, and um, and then a few attractions are missing. Enchanted Tales with Belle, um, the the playground at Dino Land. Some of these things just don't matter so much to people. Others do. Um, you have to, you have to, you know, determine that for yourself. But, um, but that's the reality. I think by fall, most of the attractions will start to return. I don't think there'll be parades or fireworks in the fall, uh, especially when they've canceled the Halloween party and they're still uncertain about Christmas. Um, that will be the telltale sign on the parades of fireworks. If things are going well, then they'll bring back Mickey's Very Merry Christmas event and you'll see the parades and the fireworks come back. But if it's not looking good for those events, it's not looking good for any of it. Now, spring, summer, I think most all attractions will return. If things go well, evening ticketed events, will eventually start returning. Parades and fireworks will eventually start returning. Um, and then I think hopefully if things go well with COVID after October 1st, everything will, will have returned. Um, how about new attractions? Well, we seem to sense right now that Cinderella Castle will have been completely transformed for the 50th anniversary by the time the parks open in a week or two. And so that's, that's the good news. I would also say that not far behind it, the front entrance transformation for Epcot is also kind of being finished out as well as some, some minor things like the entrance to, um, like the entrance to the uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. I do believe in the fall, if things go well, there will be some kind of press event, October, November timeframe and you'll see Remy's Ratatouille Adventure move in. You'll see the Creperie Next Door come in. Space 220 will come in. I think those are a guarantee. Then I see, now going into spring and summer, I, I think Tron and Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind and Toy Story Barbecue were all guarantees by by the first of 21. I think they would have been ready. Now they've taken a four month hiatus, 
Do they just say, you know what, we'll wait until October 1st to premiere them? Or are things going well enough that they do another press event, maybe kind of kick off? Um, it's hard. As I kind of mentioned way, way back before all this started, Disney anniversaries are... Um, are year-long celebrations that usually go 18 months. <laughs> and so they they can they can kickstart, they can wait and kickstart everything on October 1st. But if they had their druthers, they'd rather have gotten things started a lot sooner for that anniversary. As it stands, because of COVID, they may have to wait to start all of it until after October 1st. But definitely those things will be in play by October 1st. And maybe, now I think definitely also Harmonious will be in play by then. Um, and I think maybe the Play Pavilion and maybe even the Star Wars Hotel might be in order by October 1st. So again, look at the grids and you'll kind of see how it all plays out. The final thing I'm just going to mention here at the end is what about the Disney Cruise Line? Well, that's not happening um, this summer. It's not likely in the fall. Maybe, maybe early winter. Hopefully underway by spring and summer. Probably by the anniversary um, in October 1st. So I just think this is really a helpful grid if you're trying to determine when you want to visit. And again, I, I wouldn't recommend this if you've never been to Disney World before and you're not familiar with it. But if you are one who is a fan and wants to figure out when that next trip is coming, I think this grid in our show notes is going to be so helpful for you to look at all the factors, look at all the issues and make uh, the best judgments. That with all the links on COVID, I think you can make the best estimation possible. Um, and that's what we're intending. That's what we're intending to do here. That's what we want to do is to help you make the best, best guess possible uh, moving forward. Hopefully these are tools that can help you do that. Thank you for joining us for this Disney at Play podcast. We appreciate you being there and we appreciate those new folks who have joined us in recent months as we have seen our numbers steadily increase. Make sure you subscribe so that you get uh, a pod get notification of every new podcast as it comes in. Will you also do us a favor? If you like what you're hearing, please share it with others. Please go to iTunes, share a positive word or give us a positive rating. That helps to spread the word out to other people so we get more uh, people noticing that uh, that these kinds of issues are being tackled. We're trying to bring them as quickly as possible to the surface. We're trying to be there when the parks open. We got some really exciting stuff, especially for July. This is our first podcast for July, and I promise you it will be a great month. If you get a chance, go over to J. Jeff Cobra at our YouTube channel because I assure you there will be lots of video in July as the parks reopen. Um, join us for all that we have. There's so much to see. Make sure you check out Disney at Work 
as well where we share best in business practices that you can apply to your own organization. And above all, as we mentioned uh, from episode 37, where we talk about Sinbad's storybook journey at Tokyo Disney Sea, we always invite you to follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. See ya real soon.